What's going on, my fellow A-plusers? It's your boy, Adam Perez, back once again for our brand new episode review as we're set to go ahead and get into Gotham Nights for you guys today, episode number six, as we did have ourselves a brand new episode here this week as we unfortunately had like a one-week hiatus, so we didn't have an episode last week, and I was thoroughly bummed uh, that we certainly didn't. Uh, I was really excited for it, and about Tuesday last week, I might have actually turned on the TV, went to my channel and was like, what? What's happening right now? I honestly don't think I knew that there was a hiatus until I went to go watch the episode. So very uh, upset, to certainly say the least. And had you asked me in the beginning of this season, I probably would have told you, Psh, I don't care if I miss an episode. But honestly, I find myself wanting to come back each and every week uh, because I've honestly just really been enjoying this storyline so far. I mean, again, I think this is a, a great episode for them to certainly come back from, especially the idea that we're focusing on Joe Chill in here. I mean, his link towards Bruce Wayne and Batman. And look, we've seen the Batman origin story countless times. We've heard this man's name. We've seen this man's face several times uh, in those retellings. Um, so the idea that they get the opportunity to focus on Joe Chill in here and just do a really fascinating concept with the writers of just showcasing the parallels, if you will, of Joe Chill's situation, uh, comparing that to Turner Hayes, I thought was really fun in this episode and really made for a pretty intense uh, episode just all throughout. So uh, again, one of the things that I've mentioned is despite this series having a lack of costume vigilantes, this show is really carried by its great writing, strong characters, and really fun sort of mystery week to week to week. And now that we have Misha Collins in here as Harvey Dent, pushing the envelope a little bit more, his character getting even that much more interesting uh, is really helping certainly carrying this show. Uh, I think the tone of this series has been great, especially in this episode. Um, it's just that really dark and brooding mood at the times that just fits that sort of Gotham City vibe. The dim lighting in, in, in a lot of these scenes and sequences just really work and not only making it visually appealing, but just sort of setting the tone for what this series is. And I think they continue to do just an amazing job at that to, to be perfectly frank with you guys so uh, I keep coming back week to week certainly wanting more and more um, and this episode certainly did not disappoint to certainly say the least um, and really it comes down to the idea of look Joe Chill wants to meet Turner Hayes. Uh, he wants to have a conversation with him and he needs to certainly do some convincing to, ha uh, to Harvey Dent to go ahead and certainly uh, bring him into the fold because Joe Chill himself has also received a Court of the Owls coin. And that makes everything so much more fascinating for Harvey Dent and both Turner Hayes guys. So let's go ahead and get into this episode and really get into the nitty gritty, if you will. I promise next week, I'll definitely do my best to try and get these reviews up on time. We usually try and drop these spoiler reviews for you guys every Wednesday at 6 p.m. So certainly go ahead and mark your calendar uh, as I definitely will be doing my best to try and get it up for you guys next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time. Um, but um, honestly, I thought the last quarter of this episode was really great also. It was something fun about getting the opportunity to see them intercutting sort of everybody's storylines together and sort of a really great buildup. I mean, we wind up getting like the walk by Joe Chill to his execution. Um, that mixed in with the Lincoln March sort of stabbing in Harvey Dent's um, office. And then that also intercutting between 
our Gotham Knights, if you will, our new vigilante team trying to bust a opioid uh, drug ring or whatever the case certainly might be. So I thought the last quarter of this episode, while I enjoyed the entirety of it, I, I thought just editing-wise, storytelling-wise, just really wrapped up everybody's story extremely well. And even an opportunity to see Harvey Dent punch that mirror and you get that really cool crack to emphasize two faces certainly coming I thought that was pretty powerful also in its own right. So I thought they did a marvelous job in here. The characters were fun, um, and uh, I, and I'm really looking forward to see where the growth continues to certainly come from. But um, yeah, man, things are getting intense to certainly say the least. Um, let's see here. Um, oh, I also put in my notes. These kids kind of surprise me every time I see them. Uh, the fact that they are mustering up this courage, like especially in this episode to go ahead and bring down the opioid drug uh, ring at the end. Um, you know, in my head, I'm trying to think how believable is some of this? Like, I don't really know Harper and Cullen's background to see them kind of fight, if you will. I mean, look, they, I'm sure they grew up on the streets. Um, they definitely had abusive parents, right? So they definitely have had to fend for themselves. So they're definitely no slouches. Um, but the idea of trying to take somebody down that has like an AK-47 and all these handguns, sometimes I maybe have to suspend my disbelief. But I swear, like somebody like Turner Hayes, like homeboy literally is coming out of here out of nowhere, just showcase. Like I thought he was good at fencing, but this guy clearly has been working on his combat skills also, some hand-to-hand -hand combat stuff. I mean, he was doing some things in that, in that ring that was hella impressive of the certainly say the least uh, and they're doing all of this without robin or uh duella certainly around as duella wind up sort of um cutting bait and running not really necessarily wanting to get involved thinking that they were gonna go ahead and get themselves killed and they certainly almost did uh as stephanie brown winds up sort of blanking in a particular moment as she has a gun certainly uh headed towards or facing towards her uh and luckily for harper uh, to certainly be there to go ahead and certainly save the day so pretty intense uh fight sequence here for gotham knights um but at least showcases the idea that look they're on their path to being vigilantes. Whether or not they're gonna be full-fledged vigilantes by the end of this season with costumes or, you know, um, baby steps, uh, maybe we will get sort of like the first look at a costume at the end of the season, who certainly knows, but um, uh, I am excited for the direction for some of these characters. But let's, um, let's really talk about some of these characters that we're focused on here this week. And I definitely wanna go ahead and focus first on Turner and Joe Chill. Uh, he does agree to go ahead and meet up with Harvey as uh, Joe, Kill Joe Chill has requested to meet with him. Harvey even stays the execution of Chill for just a short period of time, um, but clearly doesn't get any very favorable points of views from some of the pundits out there. Uh, Lincoln March kind of uses that opportunity here um, to go hard at Harvey Dent in the sense of like, man, this this guy, you know, Joe Chill wind up killing Bruce Wayne. You say you're family friends of Bruce Wayne, that you guys have been close your whole sort of life, and this is how you sort of treat people, right? And backstab Bruce by not letting Joe Chill get to this execution sort of thing. If he's good, if if he's gonna treat his friends like that, you know, who knows how he's gonna treat Gotham City. I mean, what a line, especially if you're trying to go out for mayor. Uh, talk about just having ammo against Harvey Dent. Uh, and it was a really interesting moment, especially for Harvey and Lincoln March at the very end of this episode as he's trying to convince Lincoln that somebody is certainly after him. But I do find it fascinating that Lincoln knows that it was Harvey that 
took it out. You know, there was a part of me that was wondering that had took the coin out and, and you know placed it for him. And for a second, I was thinking to myself, like, how does Lincoln know that? I thought maybe they had like video footage of him, um, you know, placing it in his office or wherever. Certainly Lincoln found it. But I think he's going based off of just what the evidence room wind up certainly telling him. So he's certainly not buying anything that Harvey Dent is telling him here about the Court of Owls, which is a huge mistake. But what I do find fascinating when it comes to Harvey Dent's story, especially with Joe Chill kind of mentioned to him, right? Like asking him, have you received coin harvey harvey clearly has not received one as far as we know this season so far um but he mentions the idea of lincoln and so when he brings this up i love the idea that um joe chill kind of references the idea like hey maybe they have plans for you um harvey and for me when i see the talent at the end of this episode and he has that moment to go ahead and chop down harvey den and he doesn't that just makes me think to myself the Court of Owls clearly has plans for you, right? Like they clearly want you in power to eventually be uh, the mayor or whatever office that you certainly might run and is willing to go ahead and take, take the competition out. But I think the reason why they want Harvey is they probably know what he's going through psychologically. I mean, can you imagine the idea of having Harvey Dent in your fold working for you when he's got a split personality and half the time he doesn't remember any of his actions or what he certainly did? Uh, man, talk about that just being beneficial uh, to have somebody like that in your back pocket and control and to keep them in that position of power yeah harvey dent definitely is going to come uh in handy for them because i don't think they're just using harvey as we need him to be our da and mayor sort of thing uh, i mean who knows maybe they certainly do but i think also the idea that it's like man with his psychological disorder um that he's certainly experiencing uh, yeah, you definitely um, you definitely want to keep that by your side. So the Court of Owls definitely do have much bigger plans for him. And I do wonder if that is also Harvey Dent's realization at the end of this episode also that he's certainly being used or at least that the Court of Owls want him in a position of power while he takes everybody else down. So it'll be interesting to kind of see how Harvey uh, explores that along with his um his issues mentally that he's certainly dealing with in his separate um identity so I, I am looking forward to seeing misha collins really dive deep into that but when it comes to turner and joe chill i love the fact that chill in here talks about him being innocent also and yet nobody believing him and he uses the great comparison to whatever turner's going through right the the convenience of how all the evidence just kind of forms itself and comes into a complete case right just open and shut closed sort of thing uh in a very quickly and timely manner if you will right same thing with joe chill same thing with turner planting uh the seeds of all the bank account information uh, making him look like that spoiled brat that just wanted to have his dad's money very much a believable sort of motive very much like joe chill's motive was the idea of like a a, a thug a gangster you know a thief that comes from nothing um, that wants to kill an elite uh, and become a murderer sort of thing, especially in the streets of Gotham, very much believable. So uh, I do love the fact that they kind of push Joe Chill's innocence in this episode and even has some sort of um, 
uh, animosity towards Bruce Wayne even more considering the fact that he finds out that he's not only Batman that even Batman himself couldn't sort of figure out the crime of Joe Chill or who knows maybe he did maybe he did we don't know what's in Bruce Wayne's journal. Um, that's definitely some information that we certainly would definitely like to see. Um, but according to Joe Chill, Joe Chill certainly definitely believes that Batman couldn't discover the idea that Joe Chill was innocent this whole entire time. Uh, and he's got some animosity towards the guy, to certainly say it the least. But um, I really love the meeting between Chill and Turner. I thought it was pretty intense. Uh, and I think the idea of Turner his line of let me tell you something that i wish other people had told me i believe you and when you've had people that are close to you that turn your back on you that you thought were friends and family and start treating you like shit because they all of a sudden start believing that you're capable of doing some horrendous things um i'm really glad that turner wind up bringing that to um jill's uh, chill jill joe chill i said jill Chill's attention and admitting like I believe you man I believe you now I don't know if that absolves Joe Chill and he's like finally somebody believes me who certainly knows but he definitely came in handy here this week uh, and even delivers the line I believe to them what does he say beware the court of owls watches all the time um, so apparently that's a very key phrase for, uh, for Turner to eventually hold on to uh, and try and um, see what uh, what key that will open up uh, and hopefully unravel this mystery a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I thought that was actually pretty interesting. Um, but I think also at the same time, it kind of shows just how much power the courts of owls truly have putting together that sort of narrative, right? Just really having a hold on the city so much and having, having so many people that are elite have that type of power uh, and just sort of write history the way that they certainly wanted to uh to happen in order to keep people down right i i love the line that he says here while like joe chill says like they need me right like they need me to go down for this murder of bruce wayne they need to hold me as sort of like this that poster child and i even love that it goes back to harken what doula wind up saying about the um the what did he refer to him as the patron of saints i believe is what it was right um saying that they want people to view me as the boogeyman to kind of keep your head down you know fearful of what might be under your bed what might be around the corner when you go outside and keep your eyes away from the top right from what's above you and that's the elites that are in the skyscrapers with all the money they're the ones certainly pulling the strings and making people's life certainly miserable so i thought that was actually a pretty interesting view of joe chill one that i haven't really seen explored very much so to see joe chill's parallels with turner's um was almost goosebump intensifying if you will i thought it was just uh, really cool what they did with the writing here in this week's episode uh a couple other characters certainly worth discussing in here um stephanie brown a little bit we get introduced to her father um you know we've heard stephanie talk a little bit about her mother being an addict sort of being on that um that's a mental abuse side that stephanie certainly has to go through right her and cullen had a great conversation a couple episodes ago really about the idea of just how bad things can be at home for stephanie but on the flip side of things she seems to have a great relationship with her father arthur brown and i'm not gonna lie when we got introduced to arthur brown that likes the, the opening to his 
quiz bowl show, I started thinking to myself, is that Edward Nigma? And then I realized, oh no, that's actually Stephanie's dad, who seemingly is a, a genius in his own right. It clearly certainly runs in the family and Stephanie goes to him in order to try and ha have him help her open up and decipher the cipher. Um, but while at first he seemingly comes across as he doesn't want to help, he clearly does drop a key, uh, drop a little bit of a clue, one that Harper Rowe herself winds up picking up on. And I love the fact that Colin drops the idea that Harper is such a big fan of the quiz bowl. And that kind of goes back and makes me laugh a little bit because of the fact that, you know, there's already so much animosity between these two geniuses. It's very much like a one upmanship. I mean, even seeing Stephanie Brown, like, knock back that cup of whiskey and then harper finishing hers and like hit me like another one like like everything's got to be a competition between these two and it certainly makes me laugh but to me it's like the idea of harper enjoying quiz bowl it's like look if there is an entry in regards to them getting along or liking each other or being on the same page uh, they clearly have a thing for their father her father right they both really appreciate arthur brown uh, and his show in some way or capacity. So I thought that was pretty fascinating, but they definitely worked well together in this episode, even though they were probably drunk for half of it. Uh, and they wind up finding the key that they certainly needed and the location um, in uh, in regards to uh, what was inside of that ledger. And so uh, I thought that was actually pretty interesting stuff. It, and if anything, it, you know, it puts into perspective just how not ready at times Stephanie Brown certainly is, right? Her fear of really being the one that's not as street tough, if you will, um, compared to everybody else or not as well trained, but still willing to go ahead and certainly put herself out there. But I, you know, I love the fact that she had a moment of vulnerability between her and, um, uh, and Turner at the end of this episode to the point to where it's like, they clearly are best friends. They clearly appreciate each other. I clearly think somebody within those two certainly has feelings for one another. You know, I don't know if that's Turner's way of trying to um, make a connection there even further with Stephanie. Uh, but Stephanie definitely felt like she was very much in her feelings and in her head. And once she wind up getting that text message from Brody, uh, she was out sort of thing. And uh, Turner looked a little bit confused. So, um, you know, look, it is one of those things where I almost feel like every show I watch these days has to have a relationship or another. You know, I was kind of curious if we go down this Gotham Knights series if they were going to go ahead and do something like that also i mean they're all very much attractive people so i can understand them pushing the idea of relationships i just don't want it to get into like a messy three or like four way triangle here between them right because i mean look we have already seen brody and stephanie hanging out you know i don't know if there's a connection there there's clearly a friendship there then you got turner and stephanie there's clearly a friendship there maybe there's something brewing here on turner's side of things right um but you also got uh in this episode who else do we have we had brody and uh, Carrie Kelly, which was an odd sort of coupling. It's one of those things where it's like, it's cool that they work together well as friends, but please, please do not turn this into like a, a love triangle sort of thing, right? Uh, at least I personally don't want that. Um, like, I honestly thought like when Stephanie was going to get to the hospital, I thought there was going to be like a moment of hesitation from her seeing Brody and, um, seeing Brody and um, Carrie Kelly sitting together. Thankfully, there wasn't. But I was starting to think to myself, like, is Carrie kind of falling for Brody a little bit? Like, 
I really don't know what to take of the Brody character. Right now, he's not necessarily my favorite. I think he's a little bit of a douchebag, but he is maybe showing a little bit of a other side to him. I definitely do believe that there's another side to him. I just haven't been convinced uh, as of yet. So we'll see where that winds up heading. But it was an interesting dynamic for Carrie and Brody to be together in this episode. Uh, didn't really care for that storyline so much, with the exception of... Carrie giving her mother a hug at the end, right? Understanding how busy she is, but also getting to see just how much of a miracle worker she is, right? And the fact that her mom not only works hard, but she saves lives. And clearly Carrie can easily take that for granted at times. So to see her mom be a superhero and save Lincoln March's life, I think puts that in a new perspective for Carrie and much, uh, much more appreciation for her mom than she certainly did when she, you know, she got grounded or not only say grounded so much, but her mom was clearly pissed off about her actions of missing the parents uh, teacher meeting or whatever the case might be. Um, and so Carrie probably felt a little like this isn't right. Why can't how can you do this to me sort of thing? But seeing everything that her mom does and how hard she works and the lives that she saves, I do think it kind of came full circle for Carrie um, sort of at the end of the day. Um, quick honorable mention. We'll go out to Dula in here for her admiration for Joe Chill. It was fascinating, though, to kind of see um, the death of Joe, Joe Chill really kind of shake her to her core um she clearly looked up to him as like a role model if you will in some weird way um, um didn't necessarily want to believe turner when he found out that chill was potentially innocent sort of thing i'm kind of curious if you guys believed chill yourself um uh, but i did find it uh, pretty fascinating in this episode how doula wind up uh taking all of it but overall guys another great episode if you ask me man i continue to be impressed with this show uh it hasn't really um, it really hasn't uh, let me down as of yet. Uh, I feel like I've seen a lot of really enjoyable episodes uh, and not many that I really haven't necessarily cared for. So I definitely plan on coming back uh, next week to certainly say the least for another episode of Gotham Knights. But look, guys, let me know what you guys thought about episode number six. Let your thoughts be known in the comment section box below. At the end of the day, these are just my A-plus opinions. I want to know yours. So let your thoughts be known down below. And we'll definitely continue this conversation until next week. Until then, do me a big favor as always, guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And keep it A+. I'll talk to you later. Bye.